Hello everybody, this is FPL TJ here, wishing you a happy Friday, simply because there is nothing to be happy about when you lose 6-0 to Man City. In this episode, I will look at as many positives as possible from City's 6-0 thrashing off Forest, despite making a million substitutes and an Erling Haaland hat-trick, destroying the hopes of many fantasy managers, while making sure we set our eyes on the prize looking for differentials moving forward. Man City, you know, for all they've been hyped up about the 2-3-5 in this new season, it hasn't been that innovative. I mean, Pep's done this fullback into central midfield thing before. So I suspect somebody slid into Pep's DMs and said, you know what, this 2-3-5 is boring. And Pep said, all right, <laughs> challenge accepted. So he put up this three diamond three formation which still had Rodri at the base, and Carl Walker now shifted to right centre-back. But in this particular case, the free eights of Gunawan and Foden, in the absence of KDB, had massively different roles that transitioned into something of a 3-1-5-1 in attack. The linchpin of this setup, Julian Alvarez. For the first time this season, City operated with a genuine number 10 playmaker that could offer overloads in various positions. Call this a throwback, but this is something that City have been gearing towards for a long while now. After experimenting with various double false nine shenanigans, now it's good to see that he has a legit number nine up front, and at the same time now, he has a legit number 10 behind that number nine. Julian Alvarez drifted mainly to the right side of the pitch to link up with Gunawan, and Bernardo Silva. So you have that little triangle there of players attempting to overload Forrest's three central midfielders. Now, on the left, that meant that Cancelo and Foden were basically near the touchline, operating as close to Haaland as possible. So the question is, who do you foresee getting more returns going forward? That Cancelo, Foden, Haaland triangle, or the Bernardo Gundogan Alvarez triangle on the right side. The caveat here is that this is all in the absence of KDB. So, really, the real question to ask is, how often will KDB rest? And in this plan B setup, quote-unquote, who benefits the most? To answer this question, I'm going to split the answer into two parts. In open play, the right side is actually more productive, where Gundogan was repeatedly dropping deep to bring possession into the final third, and at the same time making these late runs into the box that the central midfielders of Forrest barely picked up. And what happened was that because that right side was productive in open play, it set up for City to sustain their momentum, and on set pieces in particular, Gunawan took a lot of right-hand side corners, which didn't amount to much, but their left-sided corners, whew, they were really dangerous. City is a side known for taking the most short corners in the league. And a lot of their short corners, it came from all their right footers on the left side, potentially putting in in-swingers. So when they had their first short corner on the left side, it basically resulted in Cancelo on the follow-up, crossing for Erling Haaland at the near post for his opener. Moving forward, I think it's safe to say that City do consistently have centre-backs that deliver from corners, whether it's assists or scoring goals. And in this particular case, John Stones, 
needs to be seriously considered while Ake is out and Laporte is still injured. So that would be the recommendation in terms of differentials. Forrest, who continued to experiment, bringing in new players, this time round, sacrificing centre-back Louis Cook for Chikuyate, no surprise there, while attempting to integrate Remo Freuler into their central midfield. Now, instead of having two people in midfield with O'Brien and Yates, they shove Freuler in the middle, and the three of them, their job was to find Morgan Gibbs White as often as possible. Unfortunately, this didn't work because, well, City's three diamond three formation did a lot of work against their central midfielders. So the onus was on their wide players to deliver. Renan Lodi had Forrest's only chance in the first half. And credit to him, it was the right wing that fouled him. So I suspect this right wing to left wing switch would be more productive than people expect. Renan Lodi is a 4.5 million defender in fantasy. So... Mm, you'll have to rotate him for the home games. But Nico Williams, whew, in the face of having Joel Cancelo in front of him, Nico Williams basically did a full-on defensive job in the first half and at 3-0 down, he actually ventured into central midfield. The only chance that, the only legit chance before substitutions in the second half came from the fact that Williams won the ball in his half, brought the ball in the central midfield, and play Johnson on for like a relatively good chance in the box in the second half before all the big substitutions were made. Moving forward, we can see that with Forrest buying so many players, every position in the starting eleven has a direct competitor bar Nico Williams on the right flank, as well as their outside centre-backs, McKenna and Captain Sam Worrell. This means that even the likes of Harry Tofolo had Renan Lodi challenging his position, although both were productive throughout the match. So, if you're targeting Forrest's home games, especially the next one coming up against Bournemouth, you're definitely looking at Neko Williams, no question. But if you're looking for someone promising and emerging, you can definitely have a look at Renan Lodi as well as perhaps taking a punt on Morgan Gibbs-White. In conclusion, the 6-0 win here gave us more information about Forest rather than City's tactical setup because in open play, City didn't exactly create too many big chances and it was really from the second phase of corner kicks and free kicks that City really became dangerous here. As for Forrest, we know that Morgan Gibbs-White and Nico Williams now are the star performers of their side with everyone else rotating around them. So it remains to be seen who will profit next. With a home game against Bournemouth coming up next, you either invest in Gibbs-White slash Nico Williams or you just hold off and look out for the likes of Renan Lodi and perhaps Ryan Yates. <laughs> 